Welcome back, everybody, to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing me to share my heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. Now, in addition to sharing my heartbeat today, I also want to share some stats about our podcast with you. So how has the past three and a half or so months been since we've started the podcast? Well, as of today, June 3rd, 2022, we have 862 podcast downloads, and that's all thanks to you. So thank you all so much for listening and coming back each week and sharing the podcast with your friends and family. We appreciate it. Some more stats that we can look at are cities. So where are you listening from? Our church is in Nacogdoches, Texas, not very far from Lufkin, Texas. It makes sense that Lufkin and Nacogdoches would be among our top five cities. So because that's where our church is, we'll take those two cities out. Lufkin and Nacogdoches is the top, but we'll take those out. So our top five cities. Number one, Sand Springs, Oklahoma. So if you're in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, you are our number one listening city. We appreciate y'all. Number two is Dallas, Texas. Thank y'all for listening. Number three, Vicksburg, Mississippi. And Brother Tipton, it was amazing to have you as a guest on our podcast earlier. Thank you. Number four, Cleveland, Texas, followed closely by number five, Houston, Texas. So thank y'all. Those are our top five cities. We appreciate y'all listening every week and sharing with your friends and family. Now, that was just top five cities in the United States. What about other countries? (laughs) So our top three listening countries Denmark is number one. So if you're in Denmark, thank you so much for listening to us. Number two is Spain. And then number three is India. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. All right. So we've got our stats. Now with those stats, I have to present a challenge. So we're at 862 podcast downloads. What do we think about reaching 1,000 downloads by the end of this month? Can we do it? By June 30th, could we get to 1,000 downloads? I think we could. I think we could. So if you have social media, Facebook, whatever, share this with a friend. We post our episodes there, the links, so you can share it with your family and friends. Share it from your your app, Apple Podcast or Spotify, whatever you're listening on. There's a share button in the app. You can share it with your friends that way. So help us reach 1,000 downloads by the end of June. I think we can do it. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our devotion for today. We're talking about a time to plant. So I'm sure this verse is pretty familiar with lots of you, but Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant 
and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So we're going to focus on seasons and we're going to focus on a time to plant. We'll address the planting part first. So we just read in Ecclesiastes, but let's jump back to Genesis chapter 21. So for a little background, we just had the birth of Isaac and what a season change this must have been for the Abraham household. (laughs) And then towards the end of chapter 21, we have Abraham standing up for what's rightly his with Abimelech. It was over a well, and he ends up calling that place Beersheba. So Beersheba is where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob lived at some point in their life. It's a semi-desert location, so understandably, wells were a priceless possession. Even today, there are wells in this area, some of which Many herds of camel, cattle, and sheep still drink from the troughs of hewn stone and cement. One of the wells still there today, all these years later, is known as Abraham's well. So remember what we read before, a time to plant. So we're reading in Genesis 21, verse 33. And Abraham planted a grove. And Beersheba, and called there on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. Now, this struck me at first glance because any time I recall reading about a grove in Scripture, it's usually linked to, can you guess, idolatry. The Bible uses the word grove or groves in the Old Testament 41 times. The first time this word is mentioned is with Abraham, and he is worshiping by calling on the Lord. The other 40 times, all the same Hebrew translation, reference idolatry. So there must have been a difference between what Abraham did and what those that came after him did. What separated Abraham's worship? from the idolatrous worship that took place later. My first takeaway from this, Abraham planted a grove. So it's important for us to take care of what's been planted in our life. What once began as true, sincere worship, if we don't continue that close walk and relationship with God, That worship could turn into idolatry if we're not keeping the main thing, the main thing. So something to keep in mind, during Abraham's time, there were no temples or tabernacles of any kind dedicated to worshiping the Lord. For many, it all began with an altar, sometimes a single stone, sometimes several stones. The primary necessity was wood, fire, and an offering. And this may not be our exact focus, but I think it's worth noting. When you find yourself in a tough time, in a tough season, going back to where it all began, (laughs) the altar, is a good place to start. Lord, take me back to the old landmark. 
All right, so continuing. The planting of the grove back then was an establishment. Abraham was saying, this is my well. I'll call this place Beersheba. During this time, this season in my life, this is the place where I will call upon the name of the Lord. And you and I may not be in the exact season or place we want to be this very moment, but this is where God has us right now. If you have found yourself in a valley or a dry and desert place like Beersheba was, that, that doesn't mean we're calling this valley, this dry place, home. I'm just passing through. Abraham wasn't in Beersheba forever. He was on a journey for that city whose builder and maker is God. So even when I'm just passing through, even when I don't plan on being in this low place forever, even though this world is not my home, there is still a time to plant and establish some things in our lives, in our families, and in our personal relationship with the Lord. We, like Abraham, are on a journey. Maybe this current situation isn't the place we want to be, but it's the place that God has led us to right now. We read in Hebrews 10, 11 and realize Abraham dwelt where the Lord said to, but his mind was still looking for that city. Abraham knew that he and his seed weren't going to be staying here forever because God had promised them something greater. Abraham knew this specific location was not a permanent home for his family, yet he planted. I don't know the specific time frame that Abraham was in Beersheba, but we do know that he eventually left when the Lord said it was time to move. Now, it's summertime, and maybe you are considering your travel plans this summer. Now, if, if you're traveling to, to somewhere, how many of you are thinking, boy, I'm going to take some seeds with me because I'm going to plant a tree while I'm on vacation? <laughs> it's not quite what we're thinking. But, but in the natural, when we plant a tree, we are not planting to receive immediate benefits. Trees don't grow overnight. We're not planting a tree and expecting immediate shade and immediate fruit to be produced. With time, with pruning, with attention, that tree will grow. It'll provide shade. It'll provide fruit. And with time in mind, Abraham wasn't planting just for himself. He was planting for something that went beyond the current moment in his life. Planting was an investment in the generation to come after him. So for example, it was in Beersheba that the Lord appeared to Isaac and reminded him of the covenant. And Isaac built an altar and called on the name of the Lord right there. It was in Beersheba where Israel, Jacob, returned with all he had and offered sacrifices to God. And that night in a vision, the Lord confirmed the promise of making him a great nation. Even on down the line, we find out that it was Beersheba 
that became the shared inheritance for the tribe of Judah. Consider one man's actions in his current state, the current season and time he was in, and look at everything that followed. This location, this season, wasn't just about Abraham, but the generations that would come after him. So the season you're in right now, whether good or bad, isn't just about you. Consider those coming after you, even those in your life right now. It was in Beersheba that Abraham worshipped and called upon the name of the Lord. Who would come by after him, benefiting from what he had planted and do the same? Wherever you are in your time, your season, or your walk with God right now, (laughs) worship. Who is looking at you? Who will come after you and do the same? I can only imagine the times that Isaac saw his dad, Abraham, head out to that grove and cultivate what he had planted and worship. What impression, what example is left when you plant right eternal things in your current season? When we plant a prayer life, when we plant holiness, when we plant faithfulness and consistency in whatever season or time we're in, that speaks so much to our relationship with the Lord. It communicates, no matter where you lead me, Lord, I want to do something that outlasts me. I want to plant right things, even if I'm in a valley. I want to cultivate eternal things in my relationship with you. So how will what we plant affect others when we're gone? What am I leaving behind? What can I plant when I feel like I'm in a time or season of drought in my life? Well, you plant that mustard seed of faith and you pray for rain. What can you plant that reaches far beyond June 2022 and impacts beyond what you can see? I've heard this many times that some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. Abraham is a prime example. He planted, and boy, did God give increase. So imagine the fruitfulness that God can bring to our lives when we plant. So let's shift the focus from planting to seasons. So Ecclesiastes says, to everything there is a season. I think about the Psalms one man. It's a a good place to start. In Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 and 3, for time's sake, I'll just read verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Fruit in his season. I reckon I'm not alone in this, but when when we're in a dry season, sometimes we get to looking around for ways to change the season. I'm in a valley and I'm ready to get out. Maybe we're in a season of waiting and we start looking for ways to speed up the process and lessen the wait time. But sometimes God doesn't want us to rush. So let's not rush the season. Don't put on your sweatband and your spiritual jogging suit and attempt to spiritually speed walk 
to the next area if that's not the right season or time to do a particular thing. You could fill in the blanks, whatever that thing is for you. Perhaps at times we try to escape the valley, the dry time, the waiting, when God is really wanting to teach us some things that we can't get any other way. So instead of trying to rush through a season that may not feel the best, maybe I could consider, is this a time to plant? All right, Lord, I don't like this valley, but is there something I can plant in my walk with you while I'm here? Is this where I need to spend some time growing? Could it be that intentionally planting in a dry time produces a testimony an encouragement to somebody else that needs to see it, that needs to hear about it. Abraham's planting went beyond himself and beyond the present moment. Imagine the fruitfulness God can bring to our lives when it's time to plant. <music>